Holly G with the Golf Insiders, my very, very special guest this morning, a guy who I know didn't sleep much last night as Nellie Corda wins the gold in the Olympic women's golf competition. I'm so excited to have Steve Eubanks, managing editor of the LPGA, joining me to recap the whole finals. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Holly. Great to be with you as always. Guessing you didn't get a lot of sleep. Uh, I didn't get much either as I watched every single shot right down to the to the final and the playoff and uh, the award ceremony. One thing about golf was stretching into the wee hours of the morning is as exciting as this was. You can't go to sleep when the last putt falls. I mean, it's, it's it takes a few minutes to wind down after after all of this and. and Boy, what a what an incredible and exciting finish! I don't think uh, the people who had uh, put golf in the Olympics could not have scripted this ending any better. I completely agree. Huge fan of golf in the Olympics, and you know we had a fantastic uh, finish with the men's event, but Nellie uh, on top with the gold, and uh, nothing um, more. I would say exciting. And for so many of these players now beginning to experience what it's like to be an Olympic champion because, you know, worldwide, Steve, uh, that is a huge, huge uh, amount of respect in the world of athletics. I don't think people that are that are in golf realize the magnitude of, of what the Olympics has uh, for the game and, and really for sports in general. Because, look, you're a kid growing up, you're on the putting green, you, you never stood over that four-footer saying, this is to win the Olympic gold. It was always, this is to win the Masters, or this is to win the U.S. Women's Open. It was, you, ne- you never had those dreams because it wasn't available to us. Um, but now that golf is in the Olympics, I think people are re- recognizing just what a big deal it is. Um, a, a, an audience of people who would have never otherwise tuned in and never seen a golf shot, who may not know the first thing about the rules of golf, are tuning in to watch their athletes compete. None more so than, than Aditi Ashok from India this year, uh, who really became, became a superstar, even though she didn't end up meddling, uh, was tied for the lead through seven holes in the final round. Uh, and a billion Indians suddenly know something about golf because they had an athlete that was uh, that was contending for a medal late. Um, if you ended up staying up and watching the event, um, the president of India, the prime minister of India, every celebrity in India, they're all up watching. They're all tweeting about it. Um, people who would have never in a million years even thought about golf. Are, are talking about the D and the Olympic Games. So that's the impact the Olympics has and can continue to have. Absolutely. And, you know, you talk about the pressure players like Aditi have when they are truly representing their country, as well as, uh, let's talk about Monet Inami, the Japanese player who finished in a tie with uh, New Zealand's Lydia Ko. We know Lydia's track record in the LPGA very well. A, a superstar coming out of the box uh, at a, the age of what, 15, when she won her first event, Steve? Yeah, is, you know, Lydia's been around so long that it's easy to forget she's 24 years old. 24! Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> she's a year older than Nellie Porter, by the way. So just, just to give you some perspective, it feels like she's been around forever. So uh, tell us a little bit about Nellie. Steve, so we can uh, have a better sense of who she is. I mean, it's so great to see, let's face it, hey, this is the Olympics, so we're pulling for Team USA, right? And we had four terrific players in the mix, Lexi Thompson, Daniel Kang, uh, Nellie's sister, Jessica, was a great representation. But uh, Nellie, you know, really having just a breakout year, number one in the world. Tell us a little bit about Nellie. Well, yeah, I first saw and met Nellie at the U.S. Women's Open at Symphonic. I think she was either 14 or 15 at the time. She basically was a foot. She looked about 12. Um, but she was there with Peter, and they were on the putting green. And, um, you know, you could tell there was a level of intensity about that girl that, that just didn't exist with her sister or really with anybody else in the game. Um, I, was, I was really stunned by just how – focused and driven she was as a, as a teen. This was not something that, you know, her, her father is pushing her into. This was something that, that drove, she drove herself to be this way. Uh, and I do also remember Jessica saying, this is my little sister Nellie, she could be better than me. Um, which you think, you know, a, five, a sister who is five years older uh, is saying that to be nice. Um, everybody knew. Uh, it didn't take long. I, I, again, I remember when she first came out on tour uh, in the Bahamas. She made her very first tour event um, at the old Pure Silk event down in Paradise Island. And I said at the time, um, this is a little bit like the Williams sisters. We thought Venus was really good until Serena showed up. Uh, and that's exactly what you had with, with Nellie. I, I thought, we thought Jessica Corda was, was all that until her sister showed up. And then we realized just what good really is. Um, but Nellie is, is I, I, the way I like to describe her, she's 23. She kind of looks like that bored teenager who's sitting at dinner with you who would rather be anywhere else but there. <laughs> um, you, you, you get this sense that, that uh, you know, she, she just has this disinterested air about her, which isn't really her. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of the demeanor she gives off. Um, but I guess that's great for golf because she never gets too high. She never gets too low. Uh, there's an internal battle going on that we don't recognize, but boy, the talent is just extraordinary. And we saw it. We saw it this week. It was great. The thing, the thing that really struck me was you never could care that she really cared until the medal ceremony. When she was on the podium, hand over heart, when the American flag went up and the national anthem was played, that's when you knew. I think that's when she knew. But boy, that's when you knew that this meant the world to her. And you know, what all these players have had to go through and all of the challenges that, you know, Japan has had to make these games happen. Tremendous footnote to see the Japanese player win a medal. Outside of baseball, I would say golf is their favorite sport, Steve. They are just golf crazy. And after uh, Hideki winning the Masters this year, Coming close in the men's Olympics, but Monet winning the silver, it, it, you know, you just love these stories that come out of the Olympics. I, you know, I, people ask me all the time what it is about golf in, in really the Asian countries, uh, Japan, Korea, uh, and to some ex- a lesser extent China these days. And I try to, ex- to explain it this way. Imagine 
when SEC football was in its infancy. Mm. And suddenly people could rally around something. Uh, they were good at this. Uh, and so an entire community, whether or not they had ever been to a university or set foot on a football field, they associated with it uh, because it was their team. It was them that were it, that could, uh, could put these players out there. There was a bond and a connection. That's what that's what uh, these countries have with golf, particularly with women's golf. They're good at it. They associate with it. There's a sense of national pride that accompanies it. Uh, and that's why it's become so popular. It's why they're so good. Yeah, and if you look at this leaderboard, we continue to talk about golf being a global game. I believe the LPGA Tour has been representative of that for a long time. But you look at this leaderboard, you see, you know, Japan, New Zealand, India, Australia, uh, Denmark, I mean, uh, China, this, this Korea, right, in the, in the top ten. Uh, it, it, Ireland, Stephanie Meadow, who finished uh, top, or seventh. Uh, you know, this, this, is, this is our game today, Steve. Oh, I, I, I tell people all the time, if you love that leaderboard, if you love the international flavor that the Olympics gave, tune in next week. We have this going on every single week. So this is, this is the way our tour operates. Um, and, and if you love what you saw, you, you're not going uh, to be lacking for it. We have it all the time. And the women have become such great ball strikers, so solid with, you know, their short games and their putting. Uh, you know, so it, it, the game is at a whole nother level. Um, let, but talk for a minute Again, Moni, Monet Inami, I love it. Her mother said she named her after uh, the artist Monet in hopes that if she ever, ha- you know, became something special that she would have a name to match. But she has only played on the uh, Japan uh, tour, the Japan LPGA. Um, uh, has had quite a year, I think, five victories so far? Yeah. Yeah, she, you know, for a lot of players, and, and she may be one, um, staying at home is just easier. I mean, you, you know, you're not changing time zones, you're not changing currency, you're not changing language, um, you're not having to, uh, to travel thousands upon thousands of miles every week uh, to get to get to a different area of play. So the, the, that aspect is not surprising. We see a lot of very, very good players uh, who choose to stay in their home countries and compete. Um, what we don't see is someone with the kind of pressure uh, that Monet was playing under this week coming through in the clutch time after time. I mean, the putt she made on 17 uh, for Birdie to end up being in a tie for the lead at the time. With Huge. Huge. Under that level of pressure, you just can't imagine. I mean, we, we talk about the pressure of major championship play. That's for you. You're playing for your country, in your country. I just can't imagine what that had to have felt like. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, a good example of that, if you saw the throng of photographers waiting for her as she came off the green, that's the mob scene that uh, the Japanese players have to uh, live with playing over there. Uh, I remember from my time at the LPGA, you know, it's the throng of media, uh, you know, it's it's uh, quite intense. It's a very intense, and it's very intense in Michigan. It's very intense in Wisconsin and in Indiana. 
Um, the Japanese players have this have this cadre of photographers and reporters that follow them around everywhere they go. Uh, and it doesn't matter what they shoot at the end of each round. They walk over. They have a scrum where they uh, answer every question. They have uh, photographs taken, uh, and then they you know then they leave. So to uh, magnify that a thousandfold, and that's what it's like during the Olympics in Japan. So much has been going on uh, in women's golf, Steve. Annika Sorenstam blowing away the field in the U.S. Senior Women's Open last week. And uh, did I catch a glimpse of her in the uh, uh, the medal ceremony? You absolutely did. If, if it, if it, as if it were not impressive enough uh, that Annika comes out of retirement and not only wins the U.S. Senior Women's Open, but just wins it by miles going away. It wasn't close. Um, to do something like that with her family there uh, and then hop on a plane, fly to Tokyo, and be there for the medal ceremony um, last night in, in, uh, in Tokyo where she basically handed the bouquets to all of the medal winners uh, during the ceremony. Uh, it just I think it speaks to her character and it speaks to the, the legacy that she is going to leave for the game. I mean, look, let's, let's face it, nobody was or is as dominating as Annika Sorenstam. Uh, and nobody, Tiger, Jack, nobody dominated the way she dominated. And I think that uh, I, we, she, this was a reminder of that. When she showed back up uh, at Brooklawn in Connecticut and won the way she did, my goodness, it was, it was something to say. Such a class act. Uh, so, Steve, give us a little sneak peek of, of what's ahead. There's still a lot more women's golf uh, to, uh, to look ahead to. Couple of weeks in Scotland, we've got um, uh, we've got Dumbarney Dom- Links with the uh, the ladies so the women's Scottish Open this pe- this coming week, and then we have the AIG um, Women's Open at Carnoustie. So uh, if you love Links golf, there's a good chance to get some morning golf in the next couple of weeks uh, at those uh, those great championships. Uh, and then you know then we head back. We've got the Solheim Cup. Uh, don't forget that it's going to be the first of September. So. If you love playing for flag and country during the Olympics, you've got one more chance to see it at Solheim Cup. We have just been treated to a Super Bowl season of golf, haven't we, Steve? Uh, Between the Olympics, we've got the Ryder Cup and the Solheim Cup. Congratulations to Nellie Corda for bringing home the gold. Absolutely. Congratulations to everybody who medaled, and and particularly to Nellie for uh, you know, for putting in another American flag on the board. It was just uh, it was wonderful to see. It was a great event all around. And I know you got to get to work because you're the man that handles it all for the LPGA. Steve Eubanks, managing editor of the LPGA. Thanks so much, my friend, for giving us a few minutes today. Thanks, Holly. Great to be with you.